Good people, Isaac Cooper here. Welcome to the new segment at the Planning Podcast that we call our Hot 15. This is where we take a break from the full show and give you some quick, relevant, and interesting information you should be thinking about. Let's get into it. My first question is for all of our audience, shout out to all of our subscribers. Make sure you share this episode. So everyone listening to this right now, tell me the last time or tell yourself the last time you used cash. Like just any type of transaction. Think about the moments in which you pulled cash out and say, all right, let me pay for this particular product or service. Uh, What I wanted to quickly discuss today was, are we transitioning into a cashless economy? Right. So technology has infiltrated every industry. It's been forcing companies to reimagine what their business models look like uh, and really adjust the way in which they provide those type of services or products. So as we embark upon this digital transformation that's been happening really in the financial world over the last decade, it has sparked the question, are we in a cashless economy? Are we evolving into a cashless economy? I'll be honest, I'm a bit, you know, torn with the usage of cash because uh, the clients we work with, typically the uh, the expenses that get them in trouble, if we use cash versus a card, that may uh, indicate them on where they are in their budget versus having to wait three days or a week and, and then they sign into their bank account. So it, it, I'm a bit torn with it, but we do have to at least acknowledge it, right? And so... The question that comes to mind is, all right, what does a cashless economy consist of? Yep, credit cards and debit cards, of course. Online payments like Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, uh, mobile payment services, Apple Pay. Um, and then, of course, the the talk of the town, cryptocurrency, right? Bitcoin is, is probably the most um, known example. Uh, what's some of the advantages of a cashless economy? All right, so you always got a paper trail, which is good. So it's easy to detect money laundering. Um, there is a, essentially a platform for type of currency exchange for global travel, right? International payments. I know I got family in Europe and Jamaica. And so being able to move quickly upon each uh, exchange in some form of fashion, it does decrease crime, right? Because there's no paper money to steal. So it's like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to come get your Bitcoin keys. Right. Like that's that's <laughs> just. It's a little different uh, in regards of criminal activity. Now, of course, one of the biggest advantages is the convenience, right, that it provides uh, to us as consumers. We live in a world in which, you know, you know, you could swipe uh, uh, your phone across a platform and pay for gas or meal or even a plane ticket. So, you know, as we as we think about this cashless economy, let's. Let's do this. Let's look at a few of the disadvantages, right? Um, and, and checking it at. So a national survey by FDIC, which is the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. And essentially FDIC is what you see uh, based off where you bank uh, to ensure that you have that type of insurance just in case something happens to the bank. There's a dollar amount that uh, you have protection over. So a survey done by FDIC, they found that 84 million U.S. households, or 6.5% of the country, were unbanked, 
um, in 2017, meaning that they did not have a checking or savings account. Now, another 24 million or close to 19% of the country were classified as underbanked. So this term refers to individuals who have a bank account, but also use other financial services like money orders and payday loans. So 70% of this group actually uses cash for daily purchases. So in a cashless world, millions of unbanked and or underbanked Americans would struggle to buy what they need to survive. So of course, the disadvantages of a cashless economy, inequality, naturally, uh, overspending, right? If, if it takes a good amount of time for you to check back on your uh, activities, you may go over budget on a few items. Another, another disadvantage of the cashless economy, and we've been telling clients about this, you know, probably the, the um, you'll see a large increase in regards of cybersecurity, in regards of businesses to, um, you know, have, have your um, eyes open on. So privacy, right? Privacy and security is a disadvantage. Um, then the fees, right? At, at, the, at the same time, it still costs money to send money. So uh, that's another thing that you'll have to take into consideration. And then just technology problems. You know, what if there's a glitch? What if there's a shutdown? Now, it's okay if there's a glitch and you put an extra $20,000 on my account. Let's just not, you know, tell anybody about it. But that is a potential disadvantage. So it's not surprising seeing the surge in the use of cashless transactions. Financial institutions are, are scrambling, right, to include themselves in this digital movement of money. But it would be hard to say that while we live in this cashless economy in the next five to 10 years, I actually strongly believe that cashless transactions will be the main way in which money will be moved over time, um, ironically enough. But as you operate your household budget, so again, all of my planners out there, as you operate your household budget, keep in mind that convenience can also cause chaos if not managed correctly. So one of our most effective tools when addressing one's budget is the utilization of cash. So make sure you have a good and healthy balance. I hope this has been a quick check-in, hot take, uh, value add uh, for you today. Make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a comment, tell your friends, and of course, stay planted.